0: Welcome to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm your host, Paige Donner. You're listening to the original radio show and podcast about food and wine, broadcast from Paris, France. On Paris Good Food and Wine, We delve into the topics of food, wine, and all their related subjects, talking with an array of people whose expertise both pepper and help ferment the food and wine scene in Paris, France, and the world at large. We're glad you can join us here for the delicious stories we bring you on Paris. Good food and wine. Please leave your comments, reviews, and suggestions. You can also contact us at our Twitter at Paris Food Wine or on our website parisfoodandwine.net or on my Instagram page P-A-I-G-E food wine. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and wherever you download your podcasts. Castor and Pollux. Please don't feed the elephants to the Parisians. The longer one lives in Paris, the more one realizes how little you really know about the city and its rich history. Take the case of Castor and Pollux. These were two famous elephants who lived at the Jardin d'Acclimatation over in the 16th arrondissement. Today, it sits next to the Fondation Louis Vuitton, but at that time, in 1870, it was home to many an exotic animal. For this episode, 64, of Local Good Food and Wine, the wrap-up to our Season 7, we're delving into a page of culinary history, namely Parisian culinary history, This podcast will be brief and uh, somewhat gruesome. Listeners, beware. Time is 1870, winter, and that was the siege of Paris when the Prussian army had surrounded the city and was starving its citizens into surrender and submission. Now, right about here, I'd like to offer listeners a fair warning that anyone who's an animal lover, animal rights activist, or vegetarian is likely going to find this story rather upsetting. Okay, so that said, let's continue with the fate of our two elephants, Castor and Pollux, rumored to have been brothers, and so named after the Greek twin sons of Zeus. This is the story of their fates at the hands of the Parisians of 1870. I must say, too, that I find it rather strange that in all my culinary research on France, French cuisine, and the history of Paris, I had never come across nor heard about this story. And it's not just some far-fetched anecdotal story. It's historically accurate, with many contemporaneous accounts of the sad fate of these two elephants in the winter of 1870. In other words, the truth of the story is undisputed. the story, which is somewhat disputed, is whether the elephants lived in the Jardin d'Aclimitation or the Jardin des Plantes. I'm going with the Jardin d'Aclimitation because it's the facts that the city of Paris acknowledges as accurate, and it can also be verified on this site called Rappel, which you'll find linked in our show notes at localfoodandwine.wordpress.com. It's also what is cited in the photo you can see here in our podcast show notes, taken recently on the Place de la Bastille, which shows a butcher, Henri Champy, ready to butcher a rat. The story next to this photo recounts that it was this man who, after the siege of Paris, worked to get the butcher shops regulated again after they ran amok, butchering, more or less, any moving, breathing animal during and after the Siege of Paris. Rats, cats, dogs, and kangaroos included. But I digress. This episode is about Castor and Pollux, the two elephants from the Jardin d'Acclimatation. I'm Paige Donner. You're listening to Paris, Good Food and Wine. The show is produced and broadcast from Paris, France. It's Paris' first-ever homegrown English-language radio show about food and wine. Now you can find Paris Good Food and Wine on iHeartRadio, as well as on Spotify, and also, as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. Now, shall we start with A Brief History of the Siege of Paris? On September 19, 1870, the Prussian army encircled Paris. The Parisians were able to hold out until the 28th of January, 1871. That was after Otto von Bismarck had ordered three days of shelling the city, having lost patience with his upper command's tactic of a mere siege and waiting for surrender. During those months in between, as food became scarce and winter set in, Parisians turned to the animals they kept at their zoos as a source of food, two of which were the beloved elephants, Castor and Pollux. According to newspaper accounts from those days, Castor was the first to be executed. It was on the 29th of December, 1870. The bullet was 15 centimeters long, and he was shot at a 10-meter range. Pollock suffered the same fate the next day, the 30th of December. A butcher by the name of Debas, also spelled Debus, from the Boulevard Haussmann's Boucherie Anglaise, translation English butcher shop, is who bought the elephant carcasses. Their trunks, considered a delicacy, fetched the price of 40 francs a pound, The rest of the elephant flesh went for 14 francs a pound. As comparison, a dead rat in those days could be bought for 60 centimes and a live one for one franc. The very fashionable Café voisin, on the Rue Saint-Honoré in those days served up the butchered elephant meat to its free-spending upper-class clientele. The stewed meat was served in a madeira sauce or emboudin, meaning prepared in its own blood. The taste became infamous. And subsequently, many complained that elephant meat really wasn't very tasty meat and that it was quite oily. But that Christmas season, it was featured on several of the chicer cafe and more expensive holiday meal menus. Castor and Pollux weren't the only menagerie animals to be executed. The following animals also suffered this same fate and were served up as Christmas dinner delicacies that cold and severe winter of 1870 during the siege of Paris. Donkey, bear, wolf, antelope, camel, kangaroo, deers, yaks, and zebra, and the particularly appetizing cat stuffed with rats. The only zoo animals to escape the butcher's knife was the hippopotamus, who, at 80,000 francs on its head, had a price beyond the reach of the butcher's executioner. The lions and tigers, deemed too dangerous, and the monkeys, seen as too closely resembling humans. Sadly, no, I am not making this up. It's all there in the history books. It's even written and illustrated in plain black and white on the official Paris website, paris.fr. And now, too, just in time for Bastille Day 2021, this life-sized metal monument shown in the photos on my localfoodandwine.wordpress website has been attached to the iron gating that guards the Bastille Square from the metro tracks below. It pays homage to the man, Monsieur Champy, who tried to enforce some kind of regulatory requirements on the Parisian butcher shops after the free-for-all laid down by the siege of Paris in the winter of 1870. Interestingly, you can still find the rare butcher shop in Paris where they sell horse meat. It's strictly regulated, and there's a depiction of a horse's head over the shop to indicate that they are licensed to sell horse meat. However, aside from a sudden boom in 2013, sparked by the rogue horse meat found in frozen lasagna scandal, the practice of purchasing and consuming horse meat has been in severe decline following World War II. Snails, called escargot in French, on the other hand, are not in decline. Frog's legs can still be found on some menus in France, mostly in the countryside, too, but that is also declining in frequency. However, it's not for us to judge, is it? Perhaps one of these days in the near future, we'll all be ordering up fried grasshoppers and beetles to go with our ice-cold beers and think nothing of it. In any case, dear listeners, I hope this hasn't been too upsetting a podcast. Though upon reflection, I don't know what's more inhumane. Killing elephants just for their tusks and leaving their carcasses to rot in the hot desert or jungle sun? Or killing animals to survive a tough winter while your city has been put under siege by an invading army? In any case... I suppose this isn't a fate that any human or animal would suffer if we all ate a plant based diet. Speaking of which, I highly recommend the film The Last Pig. It's a documentary film about a pig farmer who turns to vegetable farming after he can no longer emotionally endure the pain of selling his precious, intelligent, affectionate pigs to the slaughterhouse. You'll find a link to that film in our show notes at localfood.wine under episode 64 of Local Good Food and Wine Podcast. Have a great rest of the summer, everybody. See you back here at Local Good Food and Wine, the podcast, in September. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Paris Good Food and Wine. I want to say a big thank you, a qual merci beaucoup, to everyone who helped make this podcast possible. And that includes you too, our listeners. We greatly appreciate that you listen to us. We really do. So leave your comments, suggestions, and reviews on our website at ParisFoodandWine.net. You can find our show notes at Local Food and Wine. That's localfood.wine. Also, localfoodandwine.wordpress.com. On Twitter, you can find us at local food wine and at Paris food wine. So from your host and producer, me, Paige Donner, I want to wish you a bonne dégustation and à toutes et à tous à votre santé from Paris. Good food and wine.